going live in five, four, three, two, one. What, 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 what is up, everybody? Wait, I have a new intro. Yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! Tonight, we have the one and only most amazing folk and reggae singer-songwriter Mark Board in the house. What's up, Mark? What's up? Uh, I'm doing good. Good awesome. to be here. Tonight. <laughs> awesome. Where are you at? Where is your room located? My room, this is uh, my music room in my house, which is in a neighborhood in Artesia, New Mexico, um, which is in the southeast part of New Mexico, kind of just in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Nice. Everybody, anybody who knows me knows that I love, love, love Taos, New Mexico. Um, and holds a very special place in my heart. I've always wanted to build an earthship, and that's where the earthship communities are in Taos, New Mexico. No kidding. All right, I know about earthships, but um, I guess I haven't been to Taos. What? What's I haven't up? been to Santa Fe either. Oh my God, we're gonna take care of that. Let me tell you, Lisa, New Mexico in the house. What's up, Lisa? We got Mike Torn, we got Lindsay. What is up, fam bam? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, fucking New Mexico, man. What is it like being a guy that's always close to the water, a guy that his life vision is to live in a fucking boat and you are in the middle of New Mexico? How does that work out? It's kind of, that's a good question because I never, ever, ever would have imagined myself living here but um I guess the key word would be sacrifices <laughs> big big sacrifices so let's just talk a little bit about your background um do you want to give us a little bit of an introduction for those that may not know you uh yeah sure so I guess for a music based introduction um I've been playing music for a long time, which is, I guess, over 20 years, sometime over 20 years. And I guess the first major, I say major, the first band that some people might know that I was in is called Shark Attack. And uh, me and my buddy Ryan wrote the songs for that. And um, we had other people collaborate as well. Soulfire used to actually be in uh, Shark Attack, right? Yep. Soulfire was in Shark Attack. We had a dude named Kareem. We had a guy named Taylor. Um, Jean-Marc Lucid was in Shark Attack for a little while. Was he really? Yeah. What did he do? What did he play? Did he take videos? What was he doing? <laughs> he played keys and spit fire verses. Damn. I would have uh, never known. I would have never that's known. Right. So we go way back. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. So we were talking a little bit before we went live and you were actually born in Trinidad and Tobago, right? Yeah. And how old were you when you actually moved to the States? Two years old. Okay, cool. And then was that, where did you guys move to? Uh, my family moved to Houston, Texas. And um, yeah, my dad was, or is a geophysicist. So he knew how to find oil, which was pretty valuable in Houston at the time. And so they moved him out there and I kind of came along, even though I didn't really have a choice in the matter. And so, yeah, grew up in Texas. Awesome. 
awesome. And I guess that's how you met the guys in Shark Attack because uh, Houston and Galveston are pretty close together. Or? Yeah, um, I guess actually the way the band started is me and some buddies were out surfing in Galveston and uh, we were hanging out on the seawall after surfing. We're like, you know, we ought to start a band that, you know, like plays reggae and it'd be a lot of fun. And, and so we started kind of jamming and we never ever thought anything serious would come of it at all. It was just something to do for fun after surfing. And uh, then I guess my mom was really cool and she was like, yeah, you guys can jam in the garage. And so we'd play in the garage and cops would come out like almost every day because we were so loud. And, and um, then somebody was like, well, are you guys going to play shows? We're like, nah. <laughs> Nah, we don't really, we're just having fun. But ended up that, you know, we played a lot of shows, recorded lots of CDs and stuff. And yeah, I ended up, I don't know how long, it must have been a 10, 12 year run that we did Shark Attack pretty heavily. Wow. So my favorite song by Shark Attack is the Bloody Red Eyes. Oh, what is it? Officer what was it fuck what's the verse officer you can't uh it's not in my truck because i smoked it all up what um yeah. something like that yeah <laughs> marky wrote the song let's look at the comments really quick we got don mcdaniel in the house we have Stephen <laughs> paul kelly giving a big shout out from galveston island oh what's up steven we got jake schwartz in the house what's up bam bam we got Blaine from Hyrie. What's going on, Blaine? Oh, nice. We got the whole fan band. Thank you guys for hanging out. We got the one and only Mark Board in the house, the most fabulous. So you uh, combine folk and reggae. Tell me about this combination well, and how it happened. That's um, interesting because when we were in Shark Attack, I guess, um, well, first of all, I remember how the words go for that part. So I'm going to say that it's Mr. Policeman. Look, you're going to have to search through my truck. And you're not going to find a sense on me because I'm a dumb bum on the sensory, which is, you know, in those days, weed was very illegal. And so <laughs> you had to be savvy about how to slide through the gaps, you know. And um, so anyway, so the folk part in Shark Attack, I guess Ryan and Eric, the drummer, they were really into country music and stuff, and I wasn't at all. And uh, so they kept like trying to throw in country songs and stuff around on it. And, you know, we, we were able to kind of blend it a little bit. And um, I mean, if I'm being honest, I wasn't really into that part about it at all. I was just <laughs> like, nah, I don't think so. But I guess after Shark Attack, I got more exposed to bluegrass music and things like that. And um, I just ended up writing some songs that were like that and uh, they stuck, you know? And so, but then even like nowadays, I really, really like to write folk music and it just take on a whole different level. I was gonna say, it kind of has become a part of your identity. And as a Texas girl at heart, um, folk music and uh, 
I also grew up on Texas country. Um, it holds a very special place in my heart. And your CD, that captain, is it called Three Trees? Um, Three EPs. Three EPs. Um, that yeah. CD, um, it's probably still in the truck and has been in the truck for the past four years. Yes, people, I do have a CD player in the truck and I have like five CDs in there and they don't change and they haven't changed in forever. So I listen to your CD a lot and I just, I love every single detail about your, about your songwriting, your voice. I mean, it's just, you really set your, yourself apart from everybody else. Yeah, I think so. That that was um something that you know we couldn't help it. That's just the way that the songs came out. But I mean, it is funny because since I grew up with Shark Attack and in the reggae scene, we kind of were more tied to that scene than any other scene, and so we're kind of like the outcasts of that scene because we're not you know we're just doing our own thing and. I wouldn't really have it any other way. That's just, you know, I believe in being true to oneself and and just doing what you do. It's artwork, you know. So absolutely. So from Shark Attack after your 12-year run, 10 to 12 year run with Shark Attack, did you form that captain shortly after that? Um well, not immediately. I guess first off, it was kind of it was one of those times in life where people were getting families and things of that nature. And it was just really hard for the whole band to just keep pushing like we used to. And so I found myself going out and doing a lot of solo gigs. And uh, then I put together a band that was called Hold Fast Fables, which was, it was interesting. And I guess the reason why I put it together is because Shark Attack had made changes toward being a band that pretty much just played rhythms. And it was like a bunch of vocals on top of rhythms. And as a musician, it was boring to me. I mean, I'm just, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm like a jazz guy or something like that, but I believe in all of the different pieces that make a production harmonies, melodies, you know, all the different things that you have to do. And so what I did is I actually put together that band. We didn't have a proper bass player. We started out with, it was just a really simple drum kit, acoustic guitar and a violin. And then we ended up switching up violin for cello. So, which is, I guess, technically a bass, but it made a really big challenge for me to make music without heavy drum and bass for the first time in my life, you know, it was like, whoa, boy, this is gonna be difficult. So we had to really focus on harmonies and arrangements and stuff just to make it work. Sure. It was kind of like a punishment to myself because it was difficult to do that. And then after a while, I ended up moving to Corpus Christi and um, that's when that captain started because Brent Weidman was in Corpus. He's an old surfing buddy of mine and he's playing super green and so we're all buddies. And uh, he was like, dude, come on, let's, let's make a band happen. And I was like, eh, all right, I guess, you know? And, and um, so yeah, we ended up putting together that captain. And then 
really at the time I was like working a day job and quite happy surfing after work every day and just I was kind of enjoying it out there and Brett was like dude let's go on tour let's go on tour and he just kept pushing it let's go on tour let's go on tour and uh finally I was like all right fine and um I was working at a refinery out there and they had just done a turnaround and so things really slowed down and I was like I guess this is my chance and so I think we planned on going for two weeks maybe a month at the most and it was supposed to be basically a California tour and that two weeks ended up being years on the road years I'm really 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 excited I cannot wait <laughs> to talk about this part of the interview so you guys actually toured in like a school bus right or was it no it started out that when I moved to Corpus Christi I had a big old Ford excursion and a toy hauler that I was living in. Okay. And I bought the toy hauler with music in mind. I was like, you know, maybe one day I'll go on tour and go throw all the gear inside the back of this and the whole band can stay in it. And uh, so that's how we started out and it worked out pretty nice. We used that for like at least a couple of years of touring and um, just lapsed back and forth, you know, Florida to California. And um, so did you guys not go back home to Corpus or where was home we would, at, at this point? Well, we didn't really actually know. We kind of we made San Diego our home base. Nice. Very like, that's cool. kind of what we did is we went out, went out to the West Coast, set up shop in San Diego and uh, lived on the sort of music commune in the RV. And we used that as our hub. And so we just do these big runs and come back to San Diego every time. We'd always pass through Corpus Christi and Galveston and everywhere in between, but um, never more than like a few days. Speaking of Corpus, I want to give Jerry Ward a quick shout out. Um, he dropped us his favorite five CDs, um, which are That Captain, Ty Dees, Sun Salutation, Turnpike, and Zach Zach or Zach Walterman, I'm not sure about the last one, um, but Tidy, Sun Sal, and that captain, that would be a bomb fucking show right there. Shout out to Nice, all. yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's Texas right there. That's cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to that, yeah. Yeah, cheers, for sure. Um, so you guys were living in your hippie music commune out of your RV in probably like the parking lot of Winston's or some shit? <laughs> it was actually in um what's up chad wow chad from thun fred tribe in the house it was actually in vista it started out we we're in oceanside and then we went end up going to vista um steve our buddy steve he we met him one night at a show and we were like kind of struggling paying the, the trailer park rent in Oceanside. And, but, um, what, is, what is trailer park rent like in Oceanside, California? I would love to know. Well, we chose this place. It was called Paradise by the Sea. I'll never forget it. Oh. And we chose it because there's a path, a little walking path from there straight to the beach. There's surf right there. So me and Brent could go surfing all the time. <laughs> And so it wasn't 
like a crappy trailer park. It was very nice. It was like a resort place. Sure. And um, it was well over a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, it was, That's it was how pricey. You two can go surfing. Wow, yeah. Mark. That's important. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, um, and yeah, Stephen Parker, he's the guy that met us at a gig, and he was like, hey, man, I've got this property. I love musicians. I play music, and we kind of have this little camp set up. Just bring your toy hauler up there and live for free. How about that? So we're like, all right, yeah, yeah. And so that was that place in itself. We ended up calling it the music farm. And that place has like a lot of really cool history. There was a time when that was just such a fun place. Um, we need to bring it cool back. Musicians were there. We need to bring well, it back, Mark. You know, unfortunately, Steve doesn't live there anymore. And, you know, I know you had Reggae Lou on not so long ago, but Ray Loop would be there pretty frequently. It was really a place if you're on tour and you needed a place to come post up for a while, you could do it. And I don't think there was anything expected of anybody to like pay for the place. You know, it was just show up. Actually, the only expectation was play music. There was always a little bonfire. People were up all night, all the time. And it was a nonstop party and you were just supposed to play music so i liked it i mean we would play music at night and then a lot of the guys they'd stay up all night partying and i'd usually go to sleep a little earlier because i wanted to go surf in the morning and uh because that's just that's how i get my mind right i don't know how i how i make it out here in the desert but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean i don't know how you do it either because normally when you are one that is attracted to the ocean you normally stay pretty close to the ocean and I, it just shocks me because i've always known you to either be a you know texas coast guy or a california coast guy so when you went to new mexico my mind was kind of blown um but why did you go to new mexico so i was living on my boat up in humboldt county and working on that but i worked on that for a couple of years really hard and um it just cost so much money and just so much energy and life had kind of like hit this weird place and then i got a call from my mom she's like i broke my foot will you come help me out in texas i said sure why not i'll just drive to texas and do that for a little bit and uh on the way to texas i get this call from a job and they're like hey we come do an interview. We need to hire somebody like you to do what you do. We're in Artesia, New Mexico. I'm like, eh, I'll think about it, I guess. And uh, when I went to Texas to help my mom out with her foot, I ended up breaking my leg. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny, but it's just like, what are the odds? Yeah. Surfing in Texas, of all places, broke my leg. And uh, so then I was like, you know what? why not right like i can't do anything and then COVID happened also so i was like why not just hang out in the desert and make some money for a little bit seemed like a good idea you know 
And uh, can you tell us what you do uh, for a living? Sure. <laughs> it's it's kind of like OnlyFans, except it's engineering. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I've been doing engineering work. And so I basically do design. And so it's like a lot of CAD stuff. And um, yeah, I've kind of done it off and on throughout the years. And it's really helped out a lot with um, not only giving me money to fund some of these adventures, <laughs> but um, I think it also is a, it's a good break from touring and, and kind of like that wildlife because it gives me a chance to write music. It, I find it really difficult to write a bunch of songs when we're on the road. It's just, it's hard to, to have the quiet and the space and everything that it takes to really focus on creating. And so that's one thing that I found the desert it's great for. Out here, it's been amazing for songwriting. Yeah. I can't go surfing. So like, what else do I do in my free time? I either, no, I've been snowboarding and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's a great place to kick back and uh, write some songs. Kick back and reflect. Uh, what's up? We got Speak the Rebel in the comment section. He's saying he loves stories that start with Humboldt County. I love stories that start with Humboldt County. <laughs> Never a dull story comes out of Humboldt County. That's well, yeah, I mean, let's see, Humboldt. The story obviously didn't start in Humboldt, but it ended up in Humboldt. Um, on one of the many tours that Captain did, uh, we got an invite to a buddy's farm, to our banjo player's farm, Blake's farm, or Blake's buddy's farm. And um, he was like, hey, why don't you guys come up to the farm, play some music, hang out up here for a little while. And we never really made it that far north in California. And uh, so we finally were like, okay, let's check it out. And, um, you know, obviously it was a weed farm because it was Humboldt County. And that was neat. That was really different coming from <laughs> Texas. And um, it, was a, it was a super cool situation because they're like, hey, if you guys want to, you can help out around the farm, make a little bit of cash, and then record music here. And um, so we ended up recording a good bit of tree piece on the farm. Wow. We actually brought our producer buddy, Craig Lawrence from Austin, Texas, he flew out or drove out maybe, I don't remember, to Humboldt with all of his gear and set it up in this house and turned it into a studio. And uh, we just kind of all just lived there and recorded for about a month or so. And that's kind of like the dream for a lot of musicians, you know, it's like, so you mean to tell me get all the free weed in the world and we can just, live here and record and yeah it was it wasn't bad it wasn't well, bad at all <laughs> one common denominator that i've found since moving to california you know i've been here about 10 years now and it just seems that weed and or weed farms or medicinal farming whatever you want to call it and musicians just go hand in hand right because okay. we need a very flexible job we need to be able to like do something make some money and be able to like keep going and be able to come back um 
So I have found with a lot of my musician friends is a lot of them work on farms or have something to do in the cannabis industry. Um, I have one funny story. I don't know if it happened in Humboldt, but it was like up there at the casino. Did you ever play in the casino way far, like at the tip of Cali and Sherry books the shows? I think that's her name. Wait, say that again? Sherry is her name and she books the shows and she books for like a casino and also a really small bar in Willits. I don't think I know Sherry. Okay. Well, I know Willits. (laughs) We we went through and we played the casino and there was this lady there that was just like dying to see our, our band and the reggae music. And she ended up being Marley's mom from Revolution, the bass player. And she took us home to her farm and she lives in like this dome house. Um, you know, those old like dome crate thingy looking houses, the weird, you know, I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Dome house. Yeah. Um, and she had like all the revolutions, like albums on the wall, like, dude, it was so fucking like unreal that we were there and she let us stay there and spend the night and she fed us and she gave us plenty of medicine for the road and, and food. And we're just like, wow, this is what it's like to play in California, you know, (laughs) sign me up. Um, then Humboldt became our hub rather than San Diego because it was just sort of like a better situation <laughs> um, for a lot of reasons. And uh, so, you know, we, we had a lot of fun playing there and recording there, playing on the radio a bunch and just, you know, being part of that community. That's a really fun community to be a part of. Um, and then uh, that Humboldt County was the last place I would have ever thought to get a boat, but that's where that happened. Like. I guess we never really went into it, but back in Texas, toward the end of the shark attack time, I uh, did a music tour by sailboat on the Texas coast. Wait, you did a what? Rewind. A music tour by sailboat. A music tour by sailboat, <laughs> only in Texas, <Yeah>. okay? <laughs> and so we did like 30 something shows and 30 something days by sailboat and bicycle. It was epic. It was really pretty rad and um yeah uh so I was pretty inspired that was actually the most fun I've ever had on this planet by far you can't beat it I mean that was you're playing music you're on the water with friends and just such a cool thing um but yeah then I kind of let that go to rest and you know we're doing land touring and stuff (laughs) And um, then all of a sudden, this giant trimaran subboat shows up. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I have to do this now. You know, like I wasn't planning on it. Never would have thought it would have happened. But that showed up in my life. And that's been like the biggest challenge I've ever dealt with and I'm still dealing with to this day is how do I turn this 50 foot sailboat into a world touring vessel? So I, that brings me to New Mexico, of course. You, know, you want to tour the world by water, go to the desert. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to hustle, baby. You got to bring home the cash. Yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, I think that that's the way that the universe works. It's always, you know, it's not so simple. Maybe it is for some folks, not for me. <laughs> that's what makes life interesting, though, right, Mark? Yeah. 
and you know you know people are always like it is what you make it and i agree with that it's um i'm having a pretty good time out here in new mexico it's a beautiful place and oh, i would have never thought i would live out here but it's it's really gorgeous how long do you think you'll be out there um i don't know i don't know um I'll probably be out here at least for another year or so, I would think. Um, and my son, he's in high school. And I, I think it just makes sense for me to kind of be fairly stable while he finishes high school. And uh, that way, you know, whenever that whole page is turned, um, kind of opens me up, let's not to pay child support. And, you know, hey, and I'm just saying, that's, uh, that's hard to deal with when you're on the road. It's expensive. <laughs> um, dude, we're at about the halfway point. Do you want to play a song for us, maybe? Sure. Maybe. Let's see, what should I play? Um, I don't know. I really like all your songs. Um, <laughs> I love, um, I don't know. I'll let you pick it. Um... I did like Desert. I like the new one that you dropped in, in Spanish. That was really cool. Of course, I love all your that captain stuff. I love everything you do, Mark. So. Well, I guess what I kind of want to play, <laughs> which I haven't played in a long time, is uh, Miles and Smiles, because we were talking about Paradise by the Sea, and we we're talking about the music farm. And this song was written at the music farm. And it was kind of, we were all hanging around by the fire out there on Vista. And um, kind of like talking about our adventures because there were a lot of adventures. Like I think when we wrote the song, we had just suffered a pretty bad breakdown. The excursion broke down coming back from Vegas. We played a show with Wing King was out there and stuff. Got us some Trina Wing King. And, um, I think that's when we met Reggae Lou. J Bun and Blake were in Vegas. They were at like a Grateful Dead show or something. And they were selling grilled cheese sandwiches outside of Wing King's restaurant. <laughs> and that's and, how you uh, met him? What? And that's how you met? Well, I've known them, but <laughs> that's where they were. And they're like, hey, can we just like, be in your band and go on the road with you. And I was like, sure, why not? Let's do this. Pile on in. And so. What's and, up, uh, Montes? Thank you for hanging out with us, Izzy. So, yeah, um, I've been this one in a while. I'll try it out. by the sea a thousand miles from Texas I carry my home with me like a snail I go fast kind of reckless dealing with my exes Miles and smiles, let it play. The day we 
Paradise by the Sea. It's, you know, it's a little music farm song. I hope Steve gets a chance to listen to this. He'd probably enjoy it. I hope so too. Um, Izzy says that Captain Rules. I'm sure he saw you um, in Salt Lake City because he is from Utah. And I love Izzy, Salt Lake City. And yes, I remember you. What band are you in, Izzy? I know he's in a band. I just can't remember what it's called. Uh, we have Mar Hill in the house. We have Eric. Thanks for joining. Lindsay says, I feel like there's a little Tiger Army Psycho Billy vibe tucked in here somewhere. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something about that. That's interesting you say because I love Tiger Army. And one of the songs I wrote, I actually really wanted to get that Tiger Army vibe. And I'm not sure that... Um, that it worked, but maybe it did. So, yeah, I, as far as, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of punk rock and this is gonna be probably an unpopular opinion, but when I put it on Tiger Army Radio on Pandora, they play a lot of Johnny Cash and I don't like that part of it. I don't know, I, I like Johnny Cash, but to me, like, I'd rather, I just really like Tiger Army. I don't know. Um, and a lot of more singer-songwriter stuff like Towns Van Zandt. And, um, love Towns Van Zandt. I love, love, love Towns Van Zandt. Have you seen the Towns Van Zandt documentary? Yeah. God. It's good stuff, yeah. I mean, he's probably, 
he might be my favorite songwriter actually and i've been trying to learn a lot of finger picking and stuff lately that's kind of what i've been doing in new mexico sitting here by myself i'm like let me just learn how to finger pick and really work on songs and one of the things i've been working on a lot is writing songs with like a lot of truth and vulnerability and just getting super real and raw with it because why not right i mean i know that there's um there's a lot of fun and lighthearted songs and i'll always like to do that too but as i get older i think i just really appreciate the like heavier songs and uh you know just taking it to another level and um you know different songs for different people different places different times and things but uh that's just something as a songwriter that i'm trying to explore more well i love how you really embrace new mexico especially in the new videos um and the new stuff that you're working on i watched um was it hot desert sand i watched the video and like you're adorable first off okay and you have like the cowboy hat and the whole vibe and you're in the in the desert and like you're singing in spanish and shit <laughs> i'm like oh my god mark like dude yes i love it so much um and i think that it's good for artists to explore things like that and you know reinvent themselves occasionally you don't always have to stick yourself in this like box right. well that's something that you know with with a band sometimes it's a little better maybe to stick with doing what you do i don't know but as just a songwriter you can do whatever the heck you want um and so when it came to the quarantine and being in new mexico i was just writing the songs i wanted to write and uh i figured since i couldn't play shows really that i would work on doing some music videos for a change and um when it comes to music videos it's like you're kind of acting and you know it's this whole other thing and you gotta you don't have to write but um i figured might as well like wear the cowboy stuff you know it's like i'm in the desert it's a desert song i want to wear some desert clothes <laughs> uh, i love it i probably don't wear that like all the time you know but <laughs> But in the video, it was definitely a whole vibe. We got Scott Wise from Underground Roots in the house. What's up, Scott? Here at the Sunshine Show, we are a huge what, supporter what? of Underground Roots for quality, comfortable clothing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I love it. My little beanie. I was gonna wear this earlier, and then I switched it out for my base kids hat. Um, you guys can get these in my Etsy shop. <laughs> Let me, all right. You just feel all it. the plugs right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Um, sorry, I got lost in there. Uh, yeah, I just I love the whole everything about it. I hope that you stick with the look and I hope that this just evolves into like you turning into a whole like new version of yourself. <laughs> I figure next time I talk to you, you'll be like have the whole country draw and you'll have like the piece of straw hanging out of your mouth and just like cowboy boots and the whole nine yards. Like I fully support this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you know, um, it's one of the funny things about moving to Artesia. Like I grew up in Texas where, yeah, that's something that you see there. But Artesia, New Mexico is like more 
and it's a sort of like there's a little main street and there's a little western store where you can buy your cowboy hat your boots and your guns and um it's my i love the store the guys that own it are just like the, the guys like the super cool old man you know i was trying to sell me some guns you know and <laughs> what's that sorry that was the only thing missing in your music video there were no guns right 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 <laughs> yeah. but um it's it's funny because i saw so many people walking around with like cowboy hats and boots and stuff and i was like you know it looks fun. It looks like they're having fun. I'm like, they all woke up in the morning like, I'm gonna play dress up like a cowboy today. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm gonna do that for a video. <laughs> yeah, although these people, like that's their life, right? That's their culture. That's just like what they were like, well, either they were born into it or they moved to New Mexico and like, they like learned it. But it's still a choice. It's it still is? a choice, yeah. as it is a choice to dress like any kind of way, right? <laughs> so, I mean. Touche, yeah. touche. <laughs> um, Don over here, Mr. Don McDaniel. What's up, Don? He says, a uh, Captain Cowboy. <laughs> I've heard that before somewhere. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so what, what do you look for for inspiration? What's what I look for for inspiration? Like, what do you look towards for inspiration? Like, or what is your, what are your inspirations musically, otherwise? So I find that I create enough drama in my life for plenty of inspiration. <laughs> and I don't know how I do it, but I'm great at it. And uh, so there's that, but then also, like I said, you know, I'm listening to a lot of a lot of different songwriters and stuff. Um, I listen to all kinds of music too. So we were talking about uh, Tiger Army. I like them. Love the Towns, Vincent. Listen to lots of reggae music. Um, my roots are like Calypso music. And so, I mean, I love old Calypso music, which may kind of be what brought me to the folk music actually, is that some of the older Calypso is kind of like bluegrass. It's just they took whatever instruments they could get their hands on and played it. And um, it's like bluegrass and jazz kind of mixed together with a lot of rum, you know. And, uh, oh, with too, a lot so. of rum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna try to pronounce this name and I might mess it up and I apologize if I do. But we got Big Up from Salt Lake City, Utah, Bless Up from Sua. Lauki Awelua. Damn it, that's hard. That is hard. Um, need to, <laughs> need to do a rhythm with both of you link soon. Yeah, we definitely should all I'm into it. I'm into it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark used to come over here in his uh, van that he would actually call a spaceship because it actually kind of looks like a spaceship in the inside of it. Um, and he would park outside and we would jam let's see, at the cliff, at the beach, um, at the coffee shop, maybe even one time at the barbecue place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a fun time. I was living in the San Francisco area for a little while. And uh, it was like my favorite place to go on the weekends with Santa Cruz. Oh my 
Sorry, sorry. He said uh, he's Johnny Love's old drummer. I'll never forget you. I remember you now. <laughs> um, no, it was so cool having you so close by. Uh, and we all, we always had like the best intentions to like do a project together. And then New Mexico called and off went Mark. Yeah, yeah. you know, there was the one time we got a rehearsal space and we did Spaceman. That song Spaceman. Oh that yeah. Was one of the most fun times of playing that song ever. That was so fun. Okay, so you came into town and you just you like you wanted me to put a band together, right? Yeah. And I literally like put a Facebook post and like the band was like automatically formed and we like rented the, the rehearsal space and like it was like full on band in a box. It was perfect. Like it was the fastest I've ever been in a band situation where it sounded great immediately. <laughs> and so I know that was a lot of fun. We had, but, you know, it was short lived, but fun. It was very short lived, but there is video and um, I will actually post it to um, the comment section when we get off of here so you guys can check out that um, that video. Um, very cool, man. So where, when you're on tour, where's your favorite place to play? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um, well, I always try to book tours that are by surf spots. That's one of the things that I did. And so oddly enough, when we toured, we only played New Mexico like once <laughs> because there was no surf here. And, yeah. um, but aside from the surf spots, Salt Lake City, Utah is awesome. I love Salt Lake City. And those are the homies. Did you Pueblo, see Colorado was awesome. Those are homies. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love California and Florida. Those are, those are super fun places. Like we would, when we had the toy hauler, we would, the way we kind of approach touring is we'd, do sort of regional touring. <clears throat> so for example, in Florida, we'd haul the toy hauler over there and we lived in like this orange grove for a few months, I think. Um, Kevin, who played drums or plays drums with part one tribe, I'm not sure if he still does, but um, his family had an orange grove and he's like, you can just park your RV there. <laughs> And so we would just use that as our Florida hub and then just take the excursion around from there and uh, just play the, all the different places up and down the coast and uh, come back to our little camp full of snakes and alligators and stuff. And, and I'm not kidding about that. There were lots of snakes and gators. Yeah. Wow. How do you real, real stories? <laughs> How do you get used to that? I don't think I would be able to get used to it. Um, well, it was easy if you lived in the RV for the most part, because it was like away from nature, kind of. But Blake had his tent set up closer to the river. And so every time you'd walk down to Blake's little camp, you would get, you know, you'd probably have half a dozen snakes cross your path every time. Wow. And there was one snake we ended up calling the respect snake, because he would see you coming and just kind of wait for you to go and then pass. So that one got a name. 
Oh man, uh, let's see. Do you ever plan on bringing that captain back? Maybe. Um, never say never, right? Um, you know, it's. I speak to the guys from that captain fairly often, and I talk to the guys from Shark Attack fairly often. Just saying. So, you know. Union. Um, we all still play music somehow or another. <laughs> It's a weird time. And, you know, I've had members from both bands hit me up, be like, come on, Mark, let's start booking a tour or something. I'm like, you can't really book a tour right now. I mean, you can, but like, eh, better to wait a little while, I think, right? And so it's something that's been talked about. And I, I would love to be on the road again. I mean, I, I love doing that stuff. So the two big things that I've, can't wait to do is get back on the road and finish up my boat and get on the ocean. So those are kind of the big, um, what do you call it? Things hanging at the end of the stick that I'm working toward, you know what I mean? For sure. So. Um, yeah, those are two really big goals. And I know that you will accomplish them because you, right. sir, accomplish anything you put your mind to. So, I mean, I guess part of, part of those, or at least the being on the road part is, having a bunch of new songs <laughs> and so that's what I've been doing out here is just writing a ton of new songs and um I've been recording some of them and I plan on actually releasing just a solo album sometime this year too but um lots of new songs lots awesome I'm super excited I know everybody at home is um Don wants to know if you are a Jimmy Buffett fan. Well, um, yeah, sure. I mean, I think I actually haven't listened to Jimmy Buffett in a long time. But so it's a, it's a weird question. Am I a fan of his music? Am I a fan of his lifestyle? There's different things about Jimmy Buffett. He's done so <laughs> many things, right? He's written books and has restaurants and all kinds of stuff. Wait, doesn't he sings Margaritaville, right? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. He sings Margaritaville, right. And so yes, I, I think that a lot of the things that Jimmy Buffett does, I definitely look up to. I think that he created some sort of image or model of something that is really cool. Um I think I could do it better. Oh, I like it. I like it. But, you know, that's just me being a dick. But, you know, I think that maybe like he painted a really cool picture of it, but I'd like to actually just do it. So, all right. Well, get different. on it. Get on it, boy. Tell me a little bit about the gear that you use um, when you're writing your music, when you're recording. All right, so um, I'm in my, this room right here is my little music room where I have some guitars and some, that's mainly what I play is guitar. So um, this is a Norman guitar and they are made by the company um, Godin, 
or go go dean go dine i don't know how you pronounce it but okay but i just got sponsored by them <laughs> Woo! congratulations so i've got a new electric guitar coming to me i think next monday which i'm excited about dude that's so, up. yeah yeah for sure i i got this norm and i had no idea anything about it and i love it it's just it's turned into my finger picking guitar and i've got a classical guitar back there i've got a fender telecaster and um I love those guitars too. I love my instruments. Um, I don't really have any instruments that I don't like. And uh, so usually it's just I choose whichever guitar I think is going to match what I'm trying to work on and just start playing with it. I like to um, write my lyrics into my iPhone and once I think I've got them to a pretty decent space, I can print it from my iPhone to my little printer, tape it up to something so I can read it. And then I'll use like the voice recorder on the phone to just get like, to capture it. So I don't forget how the melody went, and how the chords went and stuff. And, uh, and that's sort of like the beginning of my pre-production. And then lately I've been recording with um, Mark LeBlanc Pueblo, Colorado, who some of you guys might know from Project 432. He's got an awesome studio, and so I've been enjoying working with him, and uh, and it's it's super fun because he plays reggae music for the most part, and so when I come in with these folk songs, like, all right, this is different, right? And um, uh, It's been a fun experience working with him and just kind of, like, I, I grew up with the reggae family, and yeah everybody's pretty cool about doing whatever you want to do and um you know we just make it work that's awesome i'm actually interviewing mark on march the 7th nice we're gonna talk about his studio and i think he's uh dropping an either a single or an album pretty soon in march so well speaking of singles and albums um i've got a new i guess we'll call it an ep coming out in like a week. And uh, it's a, a collaboration I did with this girl, Ashley Jewell out of Nashville. And she's awesome. Um, it was sort of like a socially distanced process where we were like talking over the phone and sending each other recordings and like writing these songs together. And uh, then when it came time to record it, I did my parts up in Pueblo with Mark and she did her parts in Nashville and Mark, you know, mixed it all together and stuff and really neat process. And so it's just a couple songs, but um, that's coming out. It's called Cooler Than Cool because one of the songs named Coolio, which actually I've got a story about that. The reason that song even got written is because the song Bloody Red Eyes got played along with another song I wrote, got played on a Coolio movie. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a movie he had called Bad Trip. And I'm not saying it was a good movie, really. It was a pretty bad movie. <laughs> but it was funny, you know, and it had some great actors in it. And um, they ended up using two of my songs. And when one part, Coolio's getting, like, run over by a car and cocaine flies everywhere. And they're playing bloody red eyes when it happens and it's pretty epic actually in the movie and so 
that was like one of the coolest things about a shark attack song that ever happened yeah dude and and i never really got paid for it you know so like i was like that's it i'm writing a song called coolio and i'll make money with this one and so ashley and myself we kind of just worked on that song and it's one of the songs coming out in like a week so everybody go to itunes it's available for pre-sale look up mark board cooler than cool and you will find it do you have a link that we can drop in the comments when we're done um the answer yes. is yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> so we have Tyson Esch sending love from Mali. What's up, Tyson? And then we have Michelle Tripp. She's asking, um, is she tripping? Or didn't she used to play the keyboard and still pan when y'all jammed at your mom's place? <laughs> yes, this is true. I used to play keyboard in Shark Attack. I almost forgot that myself. And I suppose I did have a tenor pan, so I did play some still pan too. Yeah. Oh, and I played the drums and we all like that's kind of how my little music family was we played all the instruments and um we just take turns jamming because we didn't plan on making a band we just did it for the fun of it really and then when we started like playing shows we're like well we kind of all have to like do a thing it makes it a little easier to transition between songs yeah and so for a long while I played keyboards I had no idea I did not know this about you I don't even own a keyboard now. I wish I did. That'd be fun. Well, I'm gonna have to send you one. <laughs> All, right. All right. Um. Wow. 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 The things you don't know about your really good friends. Learn something new every day. Uh. All right, man. We are going on about an hour. I have a few more questions for you. Um. But do you want to play us another song? I figure. That I could play Blitter at Eyes. I've been talking about it a lot. Should I yeah, do that one? let's do it. <laughs> I love that song. Let's see here. This little song about Sensi. Hope that you all got plenty. Sailor off, rough and ready. Oh, I dread a Think I got a bunch and see. Mr. Policeman, look. You won't have to search to my trunk. And you're not going to find a sense on me. See me down, burn all of my sense already. And say why me look so high. You see me with the bloody red eyes. Mr. Policeman, look. You're going to have to search to my trunk. And you're not going to find a sense on me. See me down, burn all of my sense already. And say why me look so high see me with the bloody red eyes wicked 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 wild gonna have fun all the while wicked 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 wild you see me with a smile so oh now why you gonna go fuck with the fish well, I'm sitting on top of the sea, the sharks come rally round me. Shout it out loud, 
another Guinness style. Yes, I fill up the crowd. See if you get too drunk to walk. And if you get too drunk to see. That's a problem, right? But there's no excuse. Sitting in the back with the fat girl. There's no excuse. Sitting in the back. So one fat girl for the skinny man. Two fat girls for the skinny man. Three fat girls for the skinny man. More fat girls. Well, I seen this girl with the Wachilla cup bucket. So let me see, she. One before I shit the know what I mean. She woke up in the room and she looked so clean. See, she's taking out the little bar. Yeah, yeah. She's taking out her little bar. Yeah, yeah. She's taking out the little bar. Yeah, yeah. She's taking out her little bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very rough, rough, angry. Yes, dude, I love that song so much. <laughs> yeah, that one was always. And so that's crazy. in uh, Bad Trip. Is that what you said? Yeah. Julia? Okay, well, now I gotta watch that movie just so that I can hear that song, okay? That's right, that's right. <laughs> Um, we got Brian Monroe in the house. What is up, Brian? Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> nice, nice. We got Luigi. What's up, Weege? We are actually, I'm actually interviewing Weege tomorrow night. So I hope everybody will come back tomorrow night and join me for a very amazing interview with Weege. Um, it's going to be a good time, you guys. It's always a good time. Right, Mark? Nice, nice. Always, of course. <laughs> you know, and I feel like I'm hanging out at your house, and it's been a long time, you know? I need to go back to California and chill. What's so crazy is that... cruise waves. Dude, I feel like this past year, as, like, slow as it passed by and as gnarly as it was, it sort of flew by at the same time, too, because it doesn't seem like it's been a year since I've seen you, and it legit has been a, a year. Yeah. And some change, probably. It's It's weird, you know? It's uh, super weird, I guess. For that, I'm thankful, very thankful for so many things. And one of those is that, you know, during this crazy time that I have a job that I can make money and, you know, kind of like keep things going that I need to keep going. So it hasn't been a waste of time. It hasn't been like a drag, really. I mean, it kind of has. Because, <laughs> of course, you know, I miss a lot of the social stuff and playing music places and talking to friends and stuff. But being that I'm out in the middle of the desert, it's extreme social distance, you know? <laughs> and, but it's all right. It's because everybody's kind of doing that to some extent anyway, except for people in Texas and Florida. But, um, <laughs> dude, what? Okay. So I see, and no judgment at all whatsoever, because I don't even know like how to feel about the situation. I'm so confused. But um, I'm seeing like people at shows and 
there seems to be like at least like it seems like tons of people maybe it's just like 20 or some shit but nobody's wearing a mask and I'm just like wait what's going on like is it okay and like apparently it's okay because they keep doing it and so I'm like what I'm so I'm so confused as to like what the right and the wrong thing to do <laughs> well I'm not a doctor <laughs> so I don't know but you are an engineer. That's pretty much like a doctor, right? Right, right. Um, according to my calculations, it's uh, <laughs> I think I would go play a show. I don't care, you know. I don't. I don't want to hurt anybody. And I don't want to get hurt. But at the same time, like, you know, when I get in my car and drive down the road, I can get hurt or hurt somebody. So that's just my crazy way of looking at it i guess yeah. no it's and that's also after being in this situation for over a year now right has it been a year it's almost been, i guess yeah what if february 23rd yeah i mean well yeah it's about a year so i'm i'm just maybe i'm getting impatient but i don't know so that's how i feel about it yeah super impatient me too um bg and Lens, they both miss Santa Cruz in the Bay. You guys need to come back. Santa Cruz misses you guys. I know. I miss hanging out with you. I miss surfing Steamer Lane. Oh, the surf thing. That's like I've, I've been snowboarding a lot this winter, which I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. But it is not anywhere as awesome as surfing. That's something I can say for sure. <laughs> well, and I mean, I don't mind the cold. I surf cold water. Santa Cruz to me is warm compared to humble. Um, but yeah, like surfing is just fun. And I'm really looking forward to surfing somewhere super warm. And that could even be Texas, like Corpus Christi or something in the summertime. Mm. There's no waves in the summertime there, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come back to Santa Cruz. Come back to Santa Cruz um fuck yeah dude we are having the best time tonight talking to mark board out of new mexico what um mark do you watch 90 day fiance i have to ask no i haven't seen it should um, i be watching it well you've got to start watching it and then we'll have like an interview in like a month after you binge watch all of them because once you watch one you have to watch them all and then we can talk about big ed and just the whole mess that is 90 day fiance um what do you watch for fun do you watch tv or uh like that sometimes i do yeah i i try not to honestly but um what have i watched gosh i don't really have anything great to to say as far as television shows okay, i did read the matthew mcconaughey book the other day oh i enjoyed that that was pretty nice i like to read and like i've got a television in every room in this house and i try not to turn any of them on that's kind of i feel like if i'm turning on the tv i should be picking up my guitar and working on that and uh, that's how I feel too. Um, I do know uh, my friend Jerome Harper, uh, he plays trombone um, and I look up to the guy, he's just amazing. And he would, when he watched TV, he would first practice during the commercials. He would play the, the jingles of the commercials on his right. like, Yeah, to like, you know, practice at the same time. 
Um, Michelle says that Texas misses you, Mark. Oh, well, I miss Texas too. It's not too far away. You never know. I might, I might end up coming down to Texas this weekend. I might just have to go for a drive. <laughs> um, that freeze, the weather that they had was fucking gnarly last week. Nobody had power. Nobody had water. Everybody's freezing their asses off. Yeah. Texas was not prepared for that. Yeah, my sister's house got pretty wrecked from that. And so that actually was one of the reasons why I might go to Texas this weekend is to help her out. So we'll see. Hopefully she's got it covered, but you know, it's uh it's unfortunate whenever hurricanes and blizzards come through Texas. Blizzards, okay. This is the first blizzard in a while. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, it's so crazy. I had posted, I want to mention this really quick. I had posted um, earlier that Chica's Rock and Corpus Christi had three bases stolen from them. And Chica's Rock is a nonprofit organization that helps um, young women, teenagers, children um, pursue music, and they let them borrow the bass guitars and the equipment um, so that they don't have to buy their own. Three of their bases were stolen. Um, and it is absolutely tragic and heartbreaking. And a very good friend, um, one of the base kids, Ben Biver, is um, he's collecting money for donations so that we can get um, the kids new bases. So anybody who's interested in that, please hit me up, um, DM me, and we can talk about collecting those donations and getting the kids new bases because we gotta do that 100%. It's, uh, it's crazy, Corpus is gnarly, dude. Uh, I got a base stolen from Corpus and I got, um, an amp stolen too but to oh, steal from children it's like a next level you weren't a flower bluff were you no it was dr rockets <laughs> i just had to say that <laughs> oh my goodness yeah flower bluff's pretty crazy um cool man well let's start wrapping this up do you want to play us some more music what is the dealio um I could probably play like one more song. Yeah. I think maybe I'll play something new that nobody's ever heard. I don't know. Yeah, let's um, do it. You heard it here first, folks. Let's see here. I don't know which one to play. Let's it out. Michelle, Lindsay, Dawn. We appreciate all of you. So I bought a capo for the first time in my life about five or six months ago. I've never owned a capo before. The whole Shark Attack crew was like, hated capos because they're like, well, you can always just play the power chords instead. Well, not the power chords, but the bar chords. But um, turns out with finger picking, they're kind of nice. And so yeah. <laughs> I've been learning how to play the capo. Very cool. We got Troy Wood in the house says you're the one with all the words mark so um i'm gonna play a song called aquarius blues it's a blues song i wrote because i was feeling blue um but it's not really your typical blues song it's a little different but i hope you guys like it we're gonna love it Luigi says he's been playing his capo wrong for the last eight years. Okay, get it together. 
I just never used one. I'm so, I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Sounds <laughs> like something I would do. <laughs> Sounds about right, I think. That's one of the newer ones I wrote there. I love it. It's so fucking like 
Texas country folk. My favorite. I'm sorry. I just, I, that's my favorite shit right there. So, you know, genres and eh, whatever. It's just songs, right? It's just a way to get your vibes and pass it on to the rest of the world, which is like, you know, more often than not, somebody else out there's probably either been there or, you know, something like that before. And as an artist, as a songwriter, I think it's our job to to share that. And it might be something that helps somebody out or at least something that's relatable. And if nothing else, then it gets it off my chest. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ouija says he wants a whistle track in that song. Hmm, very nice. Uh, Troy says he likes that a lot. And Brian Monroe says he loves that folk vibe mixed with the blues. And I have to agree 100% on that. Yeah, yeah. That's and my first blues song. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, I love it. You did great. It's not really, I guess it's not blues chords and thing you know all that but it's the blues right it's a feeling, <laughs> so. um dude i love you so 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 much i love you too and i'm so happy that i got to be here doing this um i know and i can't wait for our next interview when we get to talk all about 90 day fiance i'll i'll check it out is it on netflix or what what are i put it no on? it's on exp it's um well, it's on cable, like Xfinity, but if you don't okay. have, I'll give you my login information. All right. I might need that because I, <laughs> I, I don't have the cable. I got the internet, uh, though. Yeah, no, I got you. Do your research, binge watch it, and you're welcome because, like, you I will binge watch it. So that's my thing. Like, I haven't been to the gym in a while, but when I broke my leg, like, I did a lot of time, like, recovering. Now I can, like, surf and snowboard and stuff. So I spent a lot of time in the gym working on fixing my leg and on the elliptical trainer. That's where I spend the most of my time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I found that that's the place where I like to watch Netflix. Cause if I'm into something, I'll run on that sucker. I'll do like 15 miles, you know, I'm just like, Hey, whatever. I'm just watching the show. I didn't even think about running, you know what I mean? So that's, that's my place. If I get something good to watch, I go to the gym again. <laughs> want to be your motivation to live in the gym uh, <laughs> Roy says that the blues is a state of mind and I think that's very accurate yes sir good to, good to hear from you Troy um you well, guys, man sorry go ahead oh I'm just stuck to to be here doing this you know I'm glad that you guys came on here and listened and everybody else that's not here now but we'll listen later thanks for checking it out you know and sunshine thanks for having me i know that you get some very cool people on your show because you got the coolest show out and um so i'm just feel very privileged to be here so yeah thanks oh you already know that i love you so much um and yeah dude i've been waiting to have you on this show and so i'm so happy that we finally made it work and um, yeah, dude, it's been fucking fun. And for all of you, I just um, at home listening, 
I just uploaded all my interviews to my YouTube channel and I updated my podcast. And as soon as we're done with this interview, I will upload it to my podcast and upload it to my YouTube. So you guys awesome. go over there and check it out if you have like some spare time. Very cool. Very cool. I'll, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check out all of them. Yeah. Um, when I was uploading it, I was kind of blown away. I was like, dude, I couldn't even listen to all these in one day. It's like 33 or 34 hours of just like interviews. Wow. Really cool. Wow. Um, That's so great. Yeah. And it's just the beginning. I'm hoping that this like grows and thrives into something like really great for everybody. And that was the purpose of like starting this was like doing it during this whole, you know, life altering thing that's happening to us and kind of using it as a way to like connect and stay positive and inspire everybody. Um, so I hope that that's working. It's awesome. I, I look forward to it. You know, I think especially in this time of COVID where people stay at home, you know, what a great thing to be able to, to hang out with you and, and check out all the cool people you have come by. I love you so much. I love you so much. Um, all right, guys, we are going to wrap it up. Thank you all at home for hanging out with us. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, it was amazing, as always. Well, thank you, everybody else, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night and you know week and month and year and uh i'll see you guys all soon hopefully at a show near you right yes all right guys cheers to that <laughs> yes absolute cheers to that you guys stay safe out there be kind and keep it funky um i will see you guys tomorrow night with the one and only weege um until next time bye bye mark Later, guys.